0: the polls are off and running and dan and jason bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede you're listening to organizations win championships this is organizations win championships episode 38. i'm dan bernstein along with jason bernstein and our producer james jackson And as we edge a little bit closer to the start of the NBA season, some of the most interesting basketball stuff going on right now is, how should we put it? It happened, but the version that is being done on HBO and HBO Max right now is a fictionalized version of true basketball. It was from the Jeff Perlman book, Showtime, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. And they turned it into this just wild a uh, fictionalization called Winning it's Time. So which... good, it's I so can't... good. I can't, I can't wait for Sunday night. Sunday is the day on campus where everybody chills because it's after a sa- it's after a Friday and a Saturday. So it's a yes, Sunday yes, is a very yes, You're right about that. That's that's what I hate. <laughs> that's when you get your work done. So mm-hmm. just I'm always, I always, I'm always looking forward to 9 p.m on a on a sunday night it's damn good it's yeah, so fun and th- this last episode was great well it, I'm, it... I'm, i always have to be careful when i watch as you know because i know so many of the people involved like i have actually yeah. worked with them or covered them or just had some sort of interaction with them in their, in their various basketball existences so what i thought we would do since this is a podcast for bulls fans there, are, every once in a while, there's a Bulls reference in there. You saw them, for mm-hmm. example, in the last episode after Pat Riley asserted himself as coach for the first time and went on that rant and called it's everybody course. out and, and his coach and the coach on three. Who were they playing? Your Bulls, Your Chicago Bulls, <laughs> and who got his shot blocked by Kareem in the very first shot? That looked to me like Ronnie Lester. Who went up and Kareem roofed him with two hands before getting the fast break started. But I so I've sort of gone through and, and I I've mean, taken. Paul some... Westhead was the Bulls coach, so. Well, that's anyway. I've got a I've got a whole, a whole thing on Westhead, but what I wanted to start with. When the show begins, it's magic announcing to the world th- of that he has contracted HIV, and that's November of 91 which means it's right after they were beaten by the bulls in the finals mm-hmm. so that means that if this series and we don't know these could be the last two episodes coming up apparently depending on the writer's strike and everything else that's going on which would really suck but mm-hmm. if they carry this through we're gonna have to cast some bulls yeah, now we're we're gonna see if if you know who Mike... who would be a good Jordan. It's got to be Michael B. Jordan, right? He, and he's a good basketball player too. He's I know. Would you, you have? Would you have to have Michael in, uh, Jordan? He was in, he was just as young in NBA 2K17. If if anybody if anybody played that game, that that was one of the best 2Ks in a long time. So, God, when, 2K24 is coming out. I feel old, and then you're gonna say, "Oh, you feel." Old. And and here's what's gonna happen: you're gonna get 2K24, and all you're gonna I, I say, "I didn't bring this my version Sucks. I hate I, this, this version. No, 23 was terrible. 22, I enjoyed. So, Ronnie, you can come at me if you want. I I really just couldn't care less. But I did not bring my PlayStation here. So, all right, well, uh, I thought you uh, going one, one one of my one of my hallmates already pre-ordered it on his PlayStation. So. Maybe we'll run a couple of games on. Uh, we'll get together and run a couple of games, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. So, so Michael back on track, but Michael B Jordan would be a good. He would be a good cast for for Michael Jordan, Pippin. Uh, like it, this would be fun and Phil we got to save this. We got to you know? save this. Yeah, we we have to compartmentalize this and, and and save this for a different episode because shortly after it begins, remember how the Lakers got Magic Johnson. Yeah, because it was a toss-up between the Bulls and the the Lakers. It was a literal coin flip that the Lakers won for the 79 draft, and the Bulls ended up with... In 79? Out of UCLA. I don't remember. David Greenwood. He was the... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you think about all these sliding doors possibilities here. Had the Bulls won... The coin flip. They take Magic. They so don't get Jordan. Bingo. I was literally thinking that. So, uh, uh, sure, fine. Okay, great. Just saying. Yeah, it it, it kind of... Did it work out for the better? Uh, you know, uh, I objectively, guess. I guess, right? Sure. But Magic Johnson is a top two point guard of all time. Arguably top one. Would Okay. Would you all-time... Oh, don't. don't assuming don't, don't. no i'm doing it it makes for no, good content people no. want to listen to this stuff okay dumb people do i guarantee and, you and I, I, I i i we can have smart people listening to this podcast and we can have and we can have dumb people listening to this podcast i don't care magic johnson or that's, Curry. That's, that's, Ma- magic johnson or who steph curry is the best point guard ever because i think they're top two you can't their games are completely who you, different who would you rather have yeah, their games are completely season. different. Their games are completely different. Yeah.
1: Their games are I think completely Madden different
0: play today. He'd be great Of course today. he could. Of course he could. Yes, of course he could. But Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. I don't think of mm-hmm. him as a point guard. Technically he's a point guard, but I don't consider him that. That's I that that's <sighs> You're so Old head, stupid. Mm. No, I'm just. It's not, it's not. fair to. It's not fair to make that comparison. A it's not. We'll they're not. Just they're, do it. Do it for the pop. No, you can do it someday when you're on one of the, the, the dumb screaming shows. And and oh, you you're and, gonna. Uh, am I gonna be Skip Bayless? Oh God, no! Please, I will have failed. I I will have, I will have I will have completely failed as a, as a father. If that's the, if you end up yes no. You're more I, likely to be Rick Bayless than you are Skip Bayless based on, on lately what you've been doing at school. I'll tell you that. I, I can enjoy my Friday nights and Saturday nights, okay? Oh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying you've been doing a lot of cooking. That's all. He's the yeah. chef. The guy, yeah. uh, the the appropriative, the guy who goes to Mexico and says, "Look at all these awesome things I found in Mexico." Said, "You know, you know who else has them there? The actual Mexicans. Me- they, they they had it before you got there. You, you brought it back here. I, that's why I, I always call Rick Bayless the the, uh-huh. the, the Paul Simon of cuisine." Where Paul okay. Simon would like go, he'd go to Africa and he'd work with Ladysmith Black Mombazo and he'd get all these African rhythms and then he'd get on his private plane and he'd fly back to the Upper East Side and he'd get in the studio and be like, listen to all these sounds I made. And he's like, no, they made them. And then he did the same thing with Rhythm of the Saints, where it's like, hey, remember that thing where we went to Africa and we got all that music? So let's now go to South America and do the same thing with all these samba rhythms. And then we go right, and I got Paul, that's great. Then we go back to the Upper East Side of New York and produce it. Yes, good plan. So yeah, that, that's pretty much what, what Rick Bayless does. I was in Oaxaca. And I, mean, <laughs> and I found this you know, wonderful. The, you know what that reminds me of? It, chiles in Oaxaca. It reminds me. Of, I know Giada De Laurentiis is a, Italian, but when she, whenever she goes mozzarella, yeah, linguine. Yeah, yeah. But she grew up in Italy, at least for two years. It's not like Guy Ferry changing his name to Fieri. Yeah, but he's he's great. Uh, yeah, he's apparently a little maga adjacent, maybe. I love Diners driving. I know. I do, too. I do, too. Guilty. And he seems cool. All right. right. So,
1: yeah. Paul Westhead. I want to get to Paul Westhead.
0: First of all, all, Paul Westhead was so poorly acted by Jason Siegel. I, I think it's you one think? of, the, yes, I think it's the only, an actor friend of mine whom you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no names, texted me and he said, he said, give Jason Siegel all the Razzies for the Westhead performance. Everybody else is acting circles around him. And the character's annoying Adrian, too. I, I like Adrian Brody. a Oh, I, he's so, he's grown on me good he's grown on me i didn't buy it at first because i remembered because i covered like middle-aged pat riley old pat riley yeah and he just has a different demeanor that young pat riley didn't carry himself with the same kind of confidence Mm -hmm. so he would have been like miami heat pat riley i don't think brody would work as well because I didn't remember his Riley's own crisis of confidence and how the whole thing with the style and the Armani suit and the slick back hair and his whole his whole demeanor it it, it evolved. Yeah, he grew, he grew into that. But Westhead was Bulls coach in eighty two eighty three, mm-hmm. and he was bad at it. It didn't. It didn't. Maybe work. because he was a bad coach. Well. But ahead of his time, what, just shoot it every time you think he Westhead was the first to realize three is more than two. And he, he did it when he got to Loyola Marymount. I don't know if that is anything on your basketball radar of the Loyola Marymount team that made It'd be Loyola Maryland because (laughs) Loyola Maryland's in the Patriot league Marymount they're in the. I think they're WCC with Gonzaga and St. Yeah. Mary's. Have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard the name Hank Gather?s Heard it. Don't know anything. He was. About the, it. He was the guy who died on the court because uh, of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Bo Kimball was the point guard. They and and he. It was his system. Once it was engineered for college, understanding how short the three point line was, mm-hmm. that he said take a three every time. So to some extent, he does. Des- he was a pain in the ass and a weirdo, but he, des- he does deserve credit for being one of the early adopters of understanding three is more than two, which essentially dominates modern basketball in a way well, that we didn't expect. But that wasn't, that wasn't the game back then. The players weren't built to do that because nobody thought of that. So you can't really play that game with a bunch of guys that aren't three point shooters. Now you need everybody on your team to shoot threes. Mm -hmm. Unless you're the bulls and you take one step in, but I can't help myself. We'll get to Damar later. I can't help myself. We'll get to Damar later. Now, okay. the the other the other character in the show that started this year, once Westhead was the the, the full-fledged head coach, he hired a guy. Westhead hired an assistant, the guy with that awful comb over. Yeah. That's Mike Tebow. Mm-hmm. Mike Tebow was a Bulls assistant. From 82 to 86. And he was a little more than just an assistant with the Bulls. And this is, I didn't know this. I did this, you know, found this out researching this today. I knew, you know, I knew Mike from the CBA. Mike was head coach of the Omaha Racers in in the CBA and and always a a well-respected coach, really understood the game. He went on to have a long career in the WNBA. I believe he remains the all-time winningest WNBA coach. Hmm. And... What I didn't know about him was that Mike Tebow had the title of Bulls Director of Scouting as well as being an assistant coach. So 83 to 86. 82? Technically 82 to 86. There's a pretty good player from uh, 1984 in there. It's all Mm right. So I went through through all the drafts. I'm going to do this fast because the, the drafts used to be 10 rounds. Oh, boy. But starting in 82... this is first round to 10th round with a Mm -hmm. a bunch of second round picks this year Quinton Daly, Ricky Frazier, Wallace Bryant, bad Rod Higgins, Tyrone Adams, Chuck Alexinus, Ruben Jackson B.B. Fontenet, Chuck Verderber, Mike Burns Skip Dillard from DePaul, and Tony Brito from Campbell the next year, the 83 draft, Sidney Green, Sidney Lowe Larry Mishaw, Ron Crevier, Tim Andre, Ernest Patterson Jock Hill, Terry Bradley, Kenneth Orange and Tom Emma. Ugh. The 84 okay. draft. There's a fascinating Hello. name fascinating name at the end, on both ends, both the first pick and the last pick. I maybe. think the first name is pretty good. Know. Yeah, the 84 okay. Bulls draft where when Mike Tebow was scouting director, Michael Jordan, Ben Mike Coleman, Jordan. Mike Sorry. Jordan, Ben Coleman, Greg Wilcher, Tim Dillon, Melvin Johnson, Mark Halzell. Lamont Robinson, Jeff Tipton, Butch Hayes, Brett Crawford, Calvin Pierce, and with the two hundred eighth pick, Carl Lewis, hmm. the the Olympic sprinter. Oh, I I I'm not a big track guy, but I, oh, been okay. an all time great. And they said why? Well, he was the best Traits. athlete available. Yep. Yes. So Dale, just like just like Dalen Terry and. Uh, hmm. Uh, and the next year, if we give him the inv- any involvement in the 85 draft, it's going to sound weird unless you're a big Bulls fan. Keith Lee, Ken Johnson, Aubrey Sherrod, Adrian Branch, Mike Brown, Craig Beard, Reed Geddes, Danny Mahar, And Jeff Adkins, boy, they like Mike Mike Brown, like Sacramento Kings coach Mike Brown. No, Mike Brown, who ended up came back and ended up playing for the Bulls. I don't think he started with the Bulls. Big rugged rebounder out of GW. But what happened was that first pick, Keith Lee, yeah, was traded. If you remember, he was traded to Cleveland, and the Bulls ended up with a young player out of Division Two. Virginia union by the name of Charles Oakley. He's all right. I, all yeah, right. I'm yes. kidding. Yes. He was, was very terrific. good. He was the, who's the other great big man to come out of Virginia union. Also a former bull. That is Ben Wallace. Correct. Had I not said former bull, you wouldn't, I don't think you would have gotten that. No, I think, I think you would ask me some version of that question before. And Probably. then the 86 draft, of course, Brad Sellers, Larry Christowiak, Ricky Wilson, Scott Mintz out of Illinois. I had a wild night with him, man. That oh, dude's boy. a maniac. What I wonder whatever happened to him. Scotty Mintz, M E E N T S, seven footer, just a total. He's like, hey, you want to go grab some beers? And we had a friend in common, and I don't really remember what happened the rest of the night. I just know things were wild. I'm surprised we ended up conscious or out of prison. He was maybe mean- you just don't remember. I might have. I might have been in prison. That he's a, <laughs> he's a maniac uh jimmy gilbert pete myers that year and robert henderson so i thought that was cool the only the other name that connected to winning time as we close this out mm-hmm. that blonde-haired lakers forward mark Landsberger. yeah mark Landsberger, who, who terry bores who covered that team terry, terry bores said it was the only athlete he ever met that he actually believed was dumber than a horse <laughs> <laughs> he said he covered horse racing for so long. He said he actually had met horses that he thinks were smarter than Mark Landsberger. Uh, but Mark Landsberger was, was traded from the Lakers to the Bulls for from the Bulls to the Lakers for Ollie Mack, Sam Worthen, Gene Banks, who then was conveyed to the Spurs for Larry Why Keenan. Why so much? He was, Glansberger was, he was a big rebounder guy back when people cared about big thug rebounder guys. God, they would have loved Andre Drummond back then. I don't, but I I just mean like a guy who would, hard foul guys too. Like a guy that would just throw their arms around. They would have loved Andre Drummond back then. Just just to snag rebounds and be giant. There's a... Oh yeah, Andre, are you kidding? Andre Drummond... back in the day he said he said he's the best rebounder of all time and i was just like okay um do you, peak do you value he's up there i mean everybody's going to say rodman but what do you do you think he's a better rebounder than rodman oh I, no i not necessarily but i'm saying if you just look at his numbers as far as yeah, i mean white howard weird. is one of the great rebounders of all time white howard is criminally underrated yep. in in the scheme of nba history i think it was something uh, i don't know if it was In his career or with the Magic alone, I don't know what it was, but there was a point in time where he had like 52 2020 games where the next eight eight combined players couldn't even reach the threshold of how many 2020 games he had. Yeah. He was so good. Crazy. Yep. And he finally got a ring. So he's first ballot, right? Has to be. Yes. Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. and it, it's what's so great about the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame is the gatekeeping isn't isn't the same like it is with with football and and baseball. If Baseball's guys are the worst, but if guys are pretty good and like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. He was they pretty awesome career. Yeah, and, they'll throw, and, the, and they'll throw him in the Hall of Fame. Right, like, oh, can should go to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, and he goes to the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. I fun. saw. A, I I forgot that Adrian Dantley was a Hall of Famer. How good was he back in the day? AD. Was he was he like NBA Hall of Famer or just Hall of Very Good that they threw in there? No, he was AD. Was he played a long time? He was on a lot of good teams. He had a very unique style. Undersized post player. Undersized versatile post player. So like, Javante Green, great free throw <laughs> shooter. Oh, come on now, and and, <laughs> I, and I and I believe somebody said Adrian Dantley is now. He he's long retired, and now he he volunteers as a grade school crossing guard. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, like he he just helps little kids get to speaking of that. Speaking of that, I saw a video that I sent it to mom. But there's this video that went viral of a three or four year old in a shopping cart and his uncle just pushes I saw the it. Cart. He is the, that me he's wearing like, the wearing the Jackson State yeah. shirt. Do it again. Uncle Steve. Yeah, it, yeah it's Uncle Steve, Steve, do it again. Thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is laugh. Easy. Mom was laughing so hard at it. At I sent a, it to her. And I and I would have said, what are you laughing at? I she was showing, do it again, Uncle Steve. And he he pushes the cart. It's like in a Walmart or something. He just yeah. throws it all the way down the aisle and the kid's going crazy. And it's the way he said again, she said reminded her of you with again. Yeah, but I didn't have a southern accent. Like no, that. you like, didn't, but you would just have a southern yeah, that's, that's country. Yeah but, yeah, but he's do it again, Uncle Steve. But 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 you would just go again if it was whatever it was when i would you know throw you onto the bed or something or, or do something silly and she'd say stop that you're gonna hurt him you probably did and that's why i am the way that i am that would explain it or, uh, or maybe or maybe I, I i'm like that because i ran backwards after impersonating kirk heinrich and split my head open <laughs> maybe that's why i'm clinically insane but uh, <laughs> The Bulls have decided, by the way, and I don't know how they settled on this. Did you see their training camp schedule? No, I did not. They're going away for training camp. Hmm. Away? What do you they're mean? They're going. They're going to the. They're the first week of training camp before all of the exhibition games start. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at Belmont University in Nashville. Huh. It's the Crockett Center. And it, there's no real explanation yet as to why. All they're saying is it's a location that players, coaches, and management decided on. I don't know. And then you know, Casey, Johnson, Casey Johnson said that teams management had previously considered the notion that John Paxson flirted with the idea several times back. Maybe they, they, they came close nice to hot chicken, hot chicken or something. I don't know. They, they came close to was- – Holding camp in Colorado said in 1985, the Bulls under Jerry Krause trained at Beloit College. Well, Casey should know that because he was probably there at the time. I, I under I kind of understand the Colorado thing. Maybe you just want to get them primed. It's harder to play there because of the altitude and that I reading. get. Yeah, so that, that, I, a- I think that that could be good for conditioning. And that's why Denver had such a mm-hmm. had such an advantage in the playoffs. God, they're so good. Isn't that why the the U.S. Olympic training facilities in Colorado Springs for them? Yeah, right? and it's right. also why all the long distance runners in the Olympics are from Kenya and Ethiopia because they just run up and down mountains the entire time. The, but I do not know what the connection is to the Crockett Center at Belmont University. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's just it, that's just it, odd. And if you Didn't, want to be in you don't want to do it during training Oh, camp. didn't Dylan Windler go there? Is that right? I don't know. This is your Let's bit. Let's see. I'm looking this up. What if he no. were on my list? He had been, and I think I, th- I got it. I Maybe think he was. he was. I think Dylan, Dylan Windler was on Windler, my showdown. list. Belmont University. He's on the Knicks? I didn't know. I thought he was on the Cavs. Huh, interesting. Okay. I get him confused with Kevin Herter because they're both white, but Kevin Herter is actually good. <laughs> So he's really good. I'm, well, I'm excited call to Kevin see what Herter. the Kings do. What is Herder's nickname? Oh, Kevon. Cause, Kevon. Cause <laughs> it's like the it's like the Tyrone hero thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we ready for the showdown? I guess. All right, because we've we've both been hot on this. Dun, dun. It's not official. last time so you go first this time we should just let you know this is Jason Bernstein prides himself on knowing where every current NBA player anybody on an active roster went to college I don't claim to know that but I let him throw uh, famous other names of NBA past at me to see if I know where they went so you're going to start this time all right I think I started last time but here we go former Mavs guard Derek Harper Illinois Okay, next we have former Knicks guard, John Starks. Oh, he, it's a CBA name. I, I got to know this. He was a good player. Yeah, and a penis. I got to know. where. Come on. Me, it's a small school. It might be the Division II school, or, or it's Division one AA. Oh. Right. John Starks. I can't believe I don't know this off the top of my head. John Starks went to... I'll just give you a hint. Yeah. Not a small school. Oh. Okay. Which sounds like it's probably a large school. Because that's why you're laughing at me. I was laughing because of that. Correct. John Starks went to... How can I not know this? I'm going to... Alabama. Oklahoma State. Uh, wow. Okay. Oy, you were way off. Wow. Okay. Last so, but not least, we yes? have journeyman guard Ron Brewer. Ron and Brewer. What? From the Bulls? No, Ron Brewer. The guy in the Bulls with the weird elbow. No, no. Maybe his dad, but... There was a Ron Brewer. When did he play? That played from 1979 to 1986. Oh, yeah. Averaged 12 points a game, two rebounds, two assists. Son is Ronnie Brewer, former goal. Uh, so, it okay. Ronnie Brewer went to Florida? No, he did not. They Arkansas? went to the same school. Arkansas. Yep, Arkansas. I'll give that to you. I'll give that Arkansas. to you. I'll give okay. that to you because that was that was tough. I'll, Arkansas. That I'll, was I'll a hard give you that. I'll give you that. Give you okay. That. You that. All right. Now, these, these are hard pause okay go ahead okay ready yeah all right here we go not really portland forward john butler jr uh, he sounds like a wisconsin guy i don't know why no this is hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> florida state oh and no I i'm know this, to... this this could be a goose egg Atlanta forward Muhammad Guaye, G-U-E-Y-E. What are these names? They're names on active rosters of NBA teams. I love camp guys. (laughs) Muhammad Guaye. Georgia Tech. Washington State. (laughs) <laughs> Lastly, yeah, you're getting your kicks and you your, only got your one. Nuts hammered. <laughs> Miami Center Orlando Robinson. Oh, dude. What are you doing to me? Horrible things. <laughs> this I don't want to say what I was about to say. Um Orlando Robinson, Miami. <laughs> Arizona State. Fresno State. Who oh, are geez. these people? This yeah, is man. Hey, hey, if you're gonna, is, if you're gonna be that guy, you gotta you gotta check your rosters, man. You gotta know. I don't gotta, know. That's I feel like that that's kind of cheating. They're camp guys, they're camp guys. Ugh. Some might make a team, they'll all be overseas or make the team, or they'll be G Leaguers, G- probably G-Leaguers, right? All right, well, that does it for episode 38 hmm. of the Organizations Win Championships Podcast. sucks like it rate it
1: review it
0: subscribe to it and then uh, what you, you make a hand scrawled sign that says organizations win championships podcast and you stand on a street corner and you hold it and you hold it up over your head and you show it to passing cars and when people ask you why you're doing it you say that listening to the podcast will bring you eternal salvation. And you've learned this. And an angel, that's it, an angel visited you at night and told you uh, that listening to the podcast would bring you eternal salvation. So that's also what you do after you rate it and review it. you the worst. Oh, I can't. No.